Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. So we're carrying on our series about the King is coming. And this is week two. So last week, Pastor Clive um, kicked off the whole series. And he was talking about looking up. So we've got three messages. One is to look up, one's to look in, and one's to look out. So this week we're talking about looking in. And it is about, it's, a, it's a process as to, as to us coming up to Christmas. And we know the whole Christmas story about Jesus coming as a child and, and all of that. And we're going, to just, we're going to touch on some of that this morning. But really, we're, we're carrying on in a flow of, of what does it mean for Jesus to come into our lives personally, into our lives in, in, as, as the whole world, coming into the world as the light of the world. You know, because at this, this time of the year, Christmas can just get a, can sometimes get a little bit out of perspective as to what the whole point of Christmas is. You know, we can get very busy with all the buying and buying of presents and preparation and um, just making sure everything's right. If you've got children, you know, making sure their Christmas is right and decorations and all of that kind of stuff. And we can sometimes lose perspective of actually what the whole point of Christmas is all about. So we're going to look on that. We're going to look, about, look into that this morning. I'm just going to pray before we start. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this word this morning. I thank you, Father, that you are going to speak into, into our lives so that we can be transformed more to be more like you, Father God. I thank you, Jesus, that we'd have open ears, open hearts, open minds. I, th- I thank you, Father, that your word would go directly in to every single person's heart this morning so that they can come away from this, this meeting changed and different to the way they came in. In Jesus' name, amen. With this message this morning, <clears throat> I just want to start off with um, a carol, a Christmas carol that uh, is often sung at Christmas, and it's Joy to the World. Many, I'm sure all of you would have heard Joy to the World. And some of the lyrics are this, Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let the earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and then it goes on. But what we want to focus on this morning, as we're talking about the king is coming, and he's the king of our hearts, I want to just focus on that part of that carol that says, let every heart prepare him room. Because what I believe God wants us to do is be ready for him, to to have our hearts ready and prepared for him to come into our lives and into our households, into our jobs, into our into everything that we do. We want to make sure we're ready for him to come. Now I've talked about the busyness of, of Christmas already and the first scripture we're going to really look into is the whole story of Mary and Martha. Now many of you I'm sure would have heard the story. So this is in Luke 10. I'm just going to read it to you. It says this, as, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home up to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. 
But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, yeah, many of you would have heard that story before. And, you know, a number of months ago, the Lord really started speaking to me about this story, about this, this little passage. And I felt the Lord say that with everything that's happened over the last year or so with COVID and, you know, all the different transitions of, of how church has been, and, you know, we've been at home, we've been meeting, you know, in smaller groups sometimes or in the building, um, I felt the Lord kind of say to me that we're in, we're in a season of Mary and Martha where God wants us to be like Mary. He, we're moving into a new era where it's less about just the busyness of life and the busyness of even serving God in some ways. And it's more about what Mary did where she just sat at his feet and listened. She sat at the Lord's feet. She came to him and he spoke to her and Jesus said, you know, she's, she's chosen the better part. So Martha, you know, fair enough, Jesus was coming. I bet, you know, if any of us had Jesus come into our house, we'd want to make the house nice and neat and tidy and make sure we're prepared and we've got the food already and everything's clean. And, you know, sometimes we do that when we've got small groups around our house. We're rushing around before people get there and just tidying up and vacuuming and whatever, getting the kids out of the way and sorting ourselves out. So, you know, Martha was justified in saying, you know, I, I want everything to be ready for Jesus. And she was, made, she was going around preparing everything for him to come to her home. And she said, you know, Jesus, could, tell, tell Mary, she's just sat there at your feet listening to you, tell her to come and help me. Tell her to come and do some, do some of the work that needs to be done before, so that we can host you. And... Obviously, Jesus said what he said. He says, you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. So Jesus went directly to the point there. Only one thing is needed. So this is a very busy time of the year. And our lives, I believe, are more and more busy. They're increasingly busier and busier. Well, for some people, that's, that's, the, that's true. I know for us... Um, there's busyness, there's things that we need to do, there's jobs, there's children, there's, there's this that needs sorting out, that needs sorting out. You know, we need to go and see people and do whatever we do in our lives. But everyone seems to be so much busier these days. And I just, I just wonder that has our busyness caused us to push God out? Has it caused us to have less time for Jesus, less time to do what Mary did, to just sit at his feet and just listen and receive from him. Oh, is the, just the, the busyness of life, the things of life, causing him to be pushed out, pushed out into the margins, pushed out into the kind of the outer bits of our life? Because that's kind of what he was trying to communicate to Martha there, that don't worry about all the busyness of life. Those things will can be in, put in a, spe a specific place. Yes, there's things we have to do. Yes, there's things that need to be done in our lives. You know, there's jobs that we need to do. 
But have we prioritised some of the busyness of life over Jesus, just being with him, just meeting with him, just listening to him, being in his word, being in worship? You know, because I think it can easily happen. It happens to me. And it's funnily enough, I'm busy doing church things, but I can be busy doing church things um, and then not having that kind of dedicated one-on-one time with the Lord. And that can be, that can be very dangerous. And it's very easily done, isn't it? It's very easy to just, oh, you know, I've, I've got this to do, I've got that to do, I've got no time, I've got no time, I've got no time. But actually, we need to prepare Prepare him room, as that Carol said. We need to make space. We need to be intentional about it. We've got to bring some intention to it. Um, I love what Pastor Clive said years ago. It's always stuck with me. It's always stuck with me for many years. He said this, that we will always do whatever we want to do. Every single human being, every single person will always do what you want to do. You will you will always prioritise what you want to prioritise. Often we'll say we haven't got enough time for this or we haven't got enough time to do that or we can't be at this, we can't be at that. But actually, a lot of the time, we can shift something else out of the way and we can go and make that a priority. If you have a priority in your life, you make room for it, amen? If you've got a passion or something, a hobby or something you like to do, something you like to watch on TV or whatever it may be, some sort of entertainment, some sort of, I don't know, you know, whatever it might be, you kind of make room for it. You'll move other things around it and you'll make room for that one thing that you like to do. But actually sometimes when it comes to spending that time with the Lord or just being in his word or just receiving from him, we kind of, that kind of falls by the wayside and our other priorities that we have in life start to take over and, and, and push him out. And I want to encourage you this morning, if there's one thing you go away with this morning, just have a look at those priorities in your life and prioritise time with Jesus above those other things. Because it's so true, isn't it? We will do what we, we will push things around and make things work around what we actually really want to do. But Jesus here was encouraging Mary. There's one thing that's important. And she sat there and she received from the Lord. And I believe we're in an era where we need to sit at his feet and receive from him and then go and do. Rather than being busy doing, doing lots of things maybe for him, but just doing them because we kind of think, well, I think Jesus wants me to do this, so I'm going to go and do this. I think he needs me to do that, so I'm going to go and do that. But actually what he's wanting us to do is just to hear and then do. And you can obviously apply that to your life as well, your personal life, you know, are we hearing what God really wants and then doing? I know some people that have realised their work-life balance is just way out of kilter, way out of control. They just It's work, 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 and no time for even friends, family, loved ones, children. And, and they've had to make tough decisions. They've prayed about it, but they've made tough decisions to say, do you know what? I'm just going to take some time off of work. I'm going to reduce my hours. I'm going to take time away from work so that I can bring the right balance into my life. So I've got time with my wife and children. I've got time with friends and family. I've got time with God. I've got time to put God in. Because sometimes our life can get so busy that actually we, you know, there is no time for anything else but work. And that's, that's a sad kind of position to find ourselves in, 
where there's no time for anything else but our jobs or whatever else it may be. But we've got to, we've got to pray about it and say, God, how can, I, how can I just, how can I prioritize you? How can I really kind of shuffle things around in my life so that you can be central? And I've known people to say, I think someone said to me very recently, they want to take a day off. I'm going to, I'm going to stop working this day and I'm just going to give it to God. Whatever God wants me to do on that day, I'm going to give that day over to him. And they were talking to me about that. I think it was only last week. But I know there's other people here that have done that and been very intentional, very practical to say, okay, God, use, here, I'm going to give you this day, even though it might actually be a detriment to my finances and detriment to, you know, um, yeah, just, just working and paying bills or even... Um, I'm just going to, I feel it's right to give you this day and to just serve you on this day. Now, you've got to really hear that from God. I'm not saying just go and, you know, quit your job or take, <laughs> tell your boss you're not coming into work one, one of the days of the week. You really need to hear that from God. You've got to be, that's got to be something God does in you to, to do that. But it's just an example of let's prioritise God. Let's put him at the centre of our lives. Let's make him the main focus and he'll honour that. He will honour that in us. When we do that, he will honour us for doing that. Amen. I'm just going to move on to another scripture. Um, and this is John 15. And Jesus says this, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. And there again, we're talking about remaining, abiding, staying connected with Jesus. Because in, within that connection with him, being rooted into him, rooted into the vine, that's where the flow of, of God can move in our lives. There's another, just following on from that, it says, if you do not remain in me, you were like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. You know, sometimes I, I know if I've gone a number of days without really abiding in him, remaining in him, you know, doing what Mary did, sitting at his feet, listening to him, receiving from him, I can, I can feel physically like that branch that's withered. I can feel like I haven't got that life, this spiritual life flow going through me. And I can just feel like sometimes I'm going through the motions. If you ever, does anyone else ever feel like that? You, you're going through the motions. You're not really feeling alive. You're just kind of just going on, continuing on, going, doing the things you need to do. But actually, you kind of just know the, 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 the spirit of God is not kind of flowing through you right now. And that's what, I, that's what I think that scripture means there about being withered. That if we're not abiding, if we're not remaining, if we're not connecting with him daily, it's, it's almost like you feel like you're, 
you just you just feel withered like it says there you feel like you're just not alive in the spirit you're not full of his spirit but what he's saying there is if you do that if you remain in him abide in him he's able to bear fruit through you he's able to do what needs to be done who's Who's ever had the opposite where you have, you spend time with God maybe before your day and God just starts working through you. He starts speaking things through you that you wouldn't really have said to people. He starts doing things around you that maybe you just wouldn't really have thought of doing. He just kind of takes over your day. Things just seem to just work out in the way they're meant to work out. Stuff just seems to happen in the way it's meant to happen. But it's all because of God's spirit just working through you and him just being in your environment and in your atmosphere and stuff just just happening. And that's what he's encouraging us to do. And that's what I'd encourage all of us to do during this busy period of the year Let's just make sure we're prioritising him and keeping him central. You know, it says in there, if you remain in me and I in you, I in you, you will bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can do nothing. That's, that's such a strong statement there, apart from me. So when we're apart from him, we can do nothing. If God's not flowing through us, working through us, it's almost like, well, we can do a lot of things, but actually nothing of any kind of spiritual significance, nothing of eternal significance is going to happen unless we're really connected to him. What I want us to do before I move on to the next part of the message, as we've been doing over the last number of weeks, I want us to just get into groups and just have a little chat and a little pray with some people around us. Um, And the reason why we're doing this is because it helps us to ground what we're hearing. It helps us to not just be another message that kind of, you know, just is just out there and you take it if you want to take it or you apply it if you want to apply it. But this helps us to kind of, when we discuss these things, it helps us to just think about what's been said and how we can actually physically apply it to our life. So that's, that's what I want us to do. So we can just break up into maybe groups of five or so or because actually maybe less than that. Let's say four because... It's important because I want us to be able to pray with each other as well. So if, we, if the group's too big, then we're not going to be able to do that. So let's get into groups of four. And I want us to just talk about making room for Jesus in our lives. How are we making room for Jesus? Is life, has life just gone way too busy and work's just overtaken everything or the busyness of life has just overtaken everything. And what I want you to do is to just, just talk about that. How can we become more like Mary? And are we remaining and abiding in him? And then I want you to just, just be honest, open with each other, and then you can just pray with each other. Okay. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.